Welcome to the Wealth Builders Podcast. I'm Billy Epperhart, and on this show, you're going to hear from industry leaders in business, real estate, and investing. Our Wealth Builder coaches and myself are excited to teach you how to make sense of making money for making a difference. Okay, let's get started. Hello, and thank you for joining us today for the weekly Wealth Builders podcast. We are so grateful for you, our Wealth Builders family, and we've got a very special guest today. Oh my goodness, we've got Pastor Tafara, who is him and his beautiful wife, Chippo, run our Wealth Builders Africa. Welcome, Pastor Tafara. Oh, thank you so much, Karen, and uh, thank you for having me. Wow. we I'll tell you, if you have not heard Pastor Tafara, you are in for a real amazing podcast today. So encouraging. And uh, before we get started, I just want to remind all of you that we've got the Wealth Builders Conference coming up. It is filling up <laughs> really quickly. Uh, Pastor Tafara, I don't even know if you know this, but Lance Walno is going to join us for a couple of sessions. Uh, he just came on. And it's going to be a power-packed weekend. So if you have not yet registered, please do so. I assure you it's going to be one of the best decisions you've made in 2024. You can go to wealthbuilders.org forward slash events, and you can choose live stream or in person. So we're very excited about that. And Pastor Jafar, you've got an amazing topic today, one that I am certainly looking forward to, and it's about how to live a stress free life. Uh, and I think as we go into 2024, I think it's the election year here in the United States. There's a lot of economic buzz happening. I think this is definitely a message in due season. So I'm going to turn it over to you. Here's Pastor Tafara. Oh, thank you so much once again, uh, Karen. So looking forward to joining uh, again uh, at the Wealth Builders uh, Conference in February. Uh, and I always look forward to this event. It's a, it's a highlight in our calendar. And we, we almost put that first before we put anything else because it's just a, a great place to learn about finances in a healthy way. And uh, really, it has in, inspired us to, to pay off properties, to buy new properties, to get into real estate, and to uh, really take advantage of uh, the 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 wisdom that we get from uh, wealth builders. And so if you're watching, man, I encourage you to think about coming and joining in February. It will be worth your time. And so uh, today I just want to encourage you, uh, you know, like Karen said, we want to talk about living the stress-free life. And notice I didn't say the problem-free life because that doesn't exist. You know, <laughs> Jesus said, as long as we are in this world, we will suffer tribulation. In other words, things are going to be thrown at us. Uh, but he turned around and he said, but be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. And so uh, in Jesus, we know that we can have a stress-free life. We can actually enjoy uh, peace that surpasses all understanding. Uh, he is the Prince of Peace. And uh, uh, really, when we, when we are plugged into Jesus, uh, even though there may be storms going on around us, there may be uh, things uh, that are going to happen. Things will happen. You know, uh, election year, the financial markets may crash. Uh, things will happen. But those who are in the Lord, uh, those who put their trust in the Lord, uh, shall enjoy peace. They will. Enjoy, they will. Be, there is peace for us to enjoy to take advantage of. And so, 
I want to share quickly from 1 Peter chapter number 5, from verse 6 to 8. I want to share from uh, 1 Peter chapter number 5, from verse 6 to 8. This is the Apostle Peter's perspective on the worry-free life. Uh, Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ had a lot to say about worry and how to deal with it. If you go to Matthew 6, uh, he says plainly in verse 25, Do not worry about anything, what you will eat. Uh, what you will put on or where you will sleep. He says, if you look at the birds, uh, they neither toil nor spin. Uh, uh, they do not have storehouses, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than them? And so he went on to say in verse 33, what we should be doing instead of worrying is to seek first, prioritize first the kingdom of God. And he says, all these things will be added unto us. He also warned us, Around worry, in Mark chapter number four, uh, Jesus shared a parable about the different kinds of grounds. And uh, one of the grounds there was the hard ground. And he says, that's a person who lacks understanding, if you look at Luke's perspective uh, of that same scripture. And he, he said, the second ground uh, is the, the the thorny ground. And he said, of the thorny ground, uh, he said that there is a, a lust of this world and deceitfulness of riches and cares of life entering in choked the word. And then there's also the shallow ground, stony ground, uh, where they elect conviction. But if you look at that uh, thorny ground, uh, Jesus warns us and he tells us that uh, a worry can actually choke the word of God. It can stop the word of God from uh, bearing fruit in our lives because the same ground we should be planting the word of God so that it can produce 30, 60, and 100 fold uh, could be taken off over by by weeds, right? By worry. And Jesus says very practically, you know, uh, it's it's going to choke the word. And so if you look at Jesus' perspective, he really made it practical, uh, Karen. He, he, he didn't just kind of, uh, you know, uh, 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 threaten us, you know, with some religious tip on it. He didn't say, don't worry, because it's sin to worry. He actually gives us you know, perspective. He says, uh, uh, if you look at Matthew 6, he says, you won't grow taller by worrying, you know. Yeah. In other words, no one has ever gotten any benefit uh, from worrying about life. And he says, you know, in Mark 4, it chokes the word. And if you look at Paul, Paul also had something to say about it. Uh, in uh, Philippians chapter number 4, from verse 6 onwards, he says, do not worry about anything. Don't be anxious about anything. Same thing. Uh, but in prayer and supplication, make all your requests known unto God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind through Christ. And then he says, finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are of a good report, whatsoever things are praiseworthy, if there is any virtue in it, think on these things. And the reason he connected uh, our worry to our meditation is because worry is a form of meditation. And... uh, that's why scripture tells us he will keep him in perfect peace. Uh, he whose mind is stayed on him because he trusted in him. And so this is just a brief introduction, you know, of uh, other places where we find, you know, scripture encouraging us not to worry, you know. And and, and again, it's not a sin to, wor- to worry. You could worry if you want to, but there's just no benefit in it, you know. <laughs> You know, Pastor Tafara, this is so good. And I was just thinking as you were saying this, that really wealth builders, what Billy and Becky are called to do is kind of is is 
coming in to bring a solution to this potential problem because everything that we do at Wealth Builders is based on biblical principles and on the Bible. And, um, you know, just even what you were reading with that scripture, just bringing that, you know, the cares of this world is choking out the word or could, I think you even said like that could stop our increase. Uh, we have the solution. So I just want to encourage you that this is so good and such a great tie into how we're going to be sharing with people how to approach money that can avoid these type of sorrows and worry. Amen. And and that's that's the thing about it is, uh, you know, while we when when we come to wealth builders, there's such a uh, a wealth of information and wisdom uh, that equips you to counterattack when worry comes. You know, you know what to do, and you can fight back. And this is why you know Chip and I invest not just money but time, and we fly all the way across to the other side of the world. And uh, we could watch online, but we find value in being in the room. And so uh, there's someone who wrote a book, and I really enjoyed the book. And I'm not here to promote it. It's called The Power of uh, Proximity, and I really enjoyed it. And he was talking about how sometimes you just need to be in the room. And so, you know, I, I, I concur. Uh, with Karen that, you know, uh, Billy and Miss Becky, they, they're really going to give us information that's going to, you know, change your life and radically position you for a healthy 2024. And so uh, that was Jesus and Paul, you know, they talked about worry. And if you, if uh, the apostle Peter also jumped in and he said something, you know, about worry and in, in verse six of first Peter chapter number five, uh, it says, uh, likewise, you young people submit yourselves to the elders. Uh, yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So he's talking about humility. And he begins to uh, uh, give us insight on what this humility is. Verse 6, he says, therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God so that he may exalt you in due time. And if you're reading in the King James Bible, he puts a semicolon there. And now he gives us a description of what that humility looks like. And that humility looks like this, casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. Now, now in, in Africa, you know, the word humility is, it has been described in so many different ways. And one of the ways is, you know, when you, when you, when you just inconvenience yourself, you know, when you wear, you know, clothes from 1942 and women, they don't wear makeup and you use slow internet. You ask them, what are you doing? They say, man, I'm being humble. That's not, you know, the Bible definition of humility. The Bible definition of humility, uh, according to Peter in this context is, Casting all our cares on him uh, because he cares for us. So uh, 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 it, it means that when we try to carry the cares, it's a form of pride. Now, now I know this, this may sound harsh and it may come at you like, man, what is he talking about? It's not me, it's the Apostle Peter. He says that when, when we don't cast our cares on him, uh, uh, it's a form of pride. But we can be humble by casting all our cares on him. Why? Because he cares for us. And so this form of humility, the definition that I get from this is that uh, humility is when we become God-dependent and not self-reliant. Now, on the journey of wealth building, you're going to have to be God-dependent and not self-reliant. 
because uh, Jeremiah, you know, 23, I believe, verse 10, it tells us uh, it is not in man that walk to direct his own steps. In and of ourselves, we cannot and we do not have uh, the 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 know-how and the wisdom to do this thing. We, we, we don't. And so we're going to need God's help. And that's part of, you know, what we will learn at Wealth Builders. You will learn how to pray uh, marketplace uh, prayers. You will learn how to, you know, listen to the Holy Spirit when you're about to buy a property or sell a property. You will also get uh, insight on how to actually, you know, look at the property and how, what to look for and things of that nature. And you'll get insight on what the markets look like and really learn how to li- listen to the Holy Spirit on what to do, how to go about it. And man, it's 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 amazing because it teaches you how to be God dependent and not self-reliant. And, um, you know, uh, Karen, you want to jump in there? That's just so good, Pastor Tafara. And I I really love how you tied pride to worry. And in that, um, I'm not sure that that's a connection that most of us have heard before, but it actually is almost like a tool to uh, get out of that worry state. So, you know, we probably all had those times we wake up at night, we're worried about something, thinking about something. So we begin praying or whatever that is, but it would actually be a motivator like, whoa, I'm being prideful here. You know, like, stop, we're not going to be prideful and cast our care. So I love the practicality of that and the connection that gives us, you know, those tools that will help us to get our mind focused back on God. And if we know being truly humble is to not worry, I actually think that's going to help. I know it's going to help me personally. Praise God. And so Jesus also, you know, uh, uh, taught us in the same regard. He, he said in Matthew 6, he said, for us who are in the kingdom, he said, your heavenly father knows that you are in need of these things. And in that portion of scripture, Jesus introduces God as father. He didn't say your God knows that you are in need of these things. He said, your heavenly father. And if we connect it to this part here, you know, uh, Peter is telling us to give our cares to our father. And the Greek word for the word father is pater, you know, P-A-T-E-R. Uh, and, and it means nourisher. It means protector. Uh, and it means provider. And so whenever you see the word father in scripture, uh, it's talking about God being your protector. It's talking about God being your nourisher. And it's talking about God being your provider. And I'm telling you, God knows how to do this thing called father. <laughs> you know, God knows how to father. He knows how to nourish us. He knows how to protect us and to pro- provide for us. And so uh, uh, back to to First Peter 5, the Apostle Paul, uh, the Apostle Peter uh, tells us to cast all, not some, all of our cares, the big ones and the little ones. But the word he uses there is, is cast, which is forcefully trusting uh, with a reckless abandonment and without uh, 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 leaving any connection between you and the thing that you are forcefully thrusting or throwing. And uh, this is different from fishing. You know, this is, this is you know, because when you fish, you, you, you throw the bait on the fishing hook and you maintain a line and you can reel it in every often. And sometimes I feel like that's what I did in the past, you know, instead of casting the cares, I would just throw it in on a fishing rod and a fishing line. And every 
every night before I go to sleep, I'll reel it in to see what the Lord has done with it lately. That's not what he's talking about. He's saying when you cast, you, you forget <laughs> it. You have to. <laughs> so good. That's so good. You, you, you have to forget it. You know, you have to leave it on the Lord. <laughs> It is so great, Pastor DeFaro. My goodness, what a what a word in due season here for us, especially during this year. And uh, it's just going to help us tremendously with this subject and worry. You know, we've been listening to Kenneth Hagin Sr. Dave and I have uh, frequently just kind of going back to those faith roots. And he, he really has a revelation on worry as well. Uh, which has been helpful, but the things that you have brought up today are just really connecting the dots for me personally, and I'm sure for our Wealth Builders family. Praise God. I'm so glad it's helping. And 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 so now I've learned to cast. And one of the ways I check if I've truly, you know, casted the thing is I check what my meditation is like you know, of the thing. Do I now meditate uh, what's good, what's lovely, uh, what's uh, honest, what's of a good report out of the situation? In other words, you know, I check to see if I'm meditating the outcome of a great testimony, the test becoming a testimony, or I'm meditating on the problem actually, you know, crushing me and uh, and and destroying me, you know. And so, uh, uh, you know, back to back to Peter, he says some more things. And he says in verse eight, he says, "Be sober and be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour." And the enemy here, the devil, uh, you know, he only has three ways to devour us who are born again, you know, he uses thoughts, ideas, and suggestions. You know, you can't force us to do anything. Uh, he uses thoughts, ideas, and suggestions. That's what he did in the Garden of Eden. He didn't take the fruit and just force it down Eve's throat or Adam's throat. No, he went and presented thoughts, ideas, and suggestions that contradicted uh, God's word. And similarly, that's how he brings worry in our lives. He brings worry by bringing thoughts, ideas and suggestions that contradict the outcome that God promises us. And when we accept these thoughts, ideas, and suggestions, and we, we start to meditate on them, that's that's what that's where worry comes from. It's just meditating on the problem instead of the, the solution, uh, to which the apostle uh, Peter says, be sober. You know, and he's not talking about drinking. He's talking about the word sober in the American Heritage Dictionary means to be void of speculative imagination. To be void of speculative imagination. Why? Because 99.9% .9 of the things what people worry about uh, are just, uh, you know, Chipo likes for me to use the correct English term here, figment, but I like pigment better. You know, it's just a pigment <laughs> of the imagination. I like it because some of the things I would, I would worry about, only a pig could have come up with it. It's like, man, are you crazy, Tafara? You have a father. Chill out, relax, you know? And I'm like cooking up all kinds of permutations, you know? And, and I remember, Karen, when I graduated uh, university way back in 2002, and uh, man, I would sit on the couch at my brother's house. I was looking for a job at the time. It had only been two weeks out looking for a job. You know, I'm, I'm part of the soft generation. We don't know how to, to wait on the Lord, right? <laughs> and so it's only been two weeks. And I, I'd start worrying and sit there and say, man, I'm never going to get a job. 
and I'm going to be a loser, and I'm not going to get married. I won't be able to start a family. And I mean, I'll get all kinds of thoughts, ideas, and such suggestions just piling up. And before you know it, it's 100 degrees outside, but I'm cold. I'm in an uh, embryotic position on a sofa with a blanket on. Why? Because worry cripples you. This is why Jesus said, you know, no one will ever, no one has ever grown taller. No one has ever gotten a solution from worry. Worry saps the creativity out of us. Mm. Worry will just cripple you. It will freeze you. Uh, and you won't be able to do the things that God has called you to do. And so the Apostle Peter says we need to void of, of speculation, uh, of speculative imagination. We need to, uh, the only thing we should use our imagination for is a victorious outcome that's based Amen. on God's word. Amen. Amen. That's and so and so and so we have a we have a story. I'm gonna end with this. We have a story in Genesis, you know, uh that that you know really uh highlights this, and it's in Genesis chapter number 37. You know, Joseph and his brothers, Joseph was a dreamer, right? He was a marketplace leader and he used to have ideas and he, of how, you know, he was going to lead, uh, you know, this this nation and his brothers were going to be part of his uh, team, you know, and the, the brothers didn't take it uh, kindly because of what he was saying, that they were going to work for him. And, uh, you know, they decided that they were going to kill him. And one of the brothers said, no, let's not kill him. Let's throw him in a pit. And so they threw him in a pit. And I think Reuben then said, let's sell him to the Ishmaelites. So they sold him to, to the Ishmaelites and he went to uh, uh, to Egypt. But what they did in verse 37, uh, it, it says in verse uh, chapter 37 of Genesis, verse 31, it says they took Joseph's coat, you know, the coat of many colors the dad had given him. Uh, it says they took Joseph's coat and killed a kid of the goat and dipped the coat in the blood and they sent the coat of many colors and they brought it to their father and said, this we have found. We don't know whether it'd be your son's coat or no. And, uh, you know, so so they just presented to 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 Isaac, right? To, to uh, uh, J- Isaac, is it Isaac? I think it's Isaac. Uh, Jacob, Jacob, Jacob is Joseph's brother. They presented to Jacob. And so they presented this coat of many colors to Jacob and they said, listen, this is what we found. We don't know whether it's your son's coat or not, and we don't know whether it's his blood or not. And and what they were doing really was they were presenting fear, right? The acronym for fear is false evidence appearing real. And so they had a coat uh, that had blood on it, but 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 it wasn't Joseph's blood. And then they left this information with J- J- Jacob. And Jacob said this, speculative imagination. He said uh, in verse 33, I knew it. This is my son's coat. An evil beast has devoured him. In other words, the lion came out of the woods and ate him up. And uh, Joseph is without doubt rent in pieces. And now this is just a pigment of his imagination now. It's not the, what happened, but he's just using his imagination to create something and he's going to worry about it. And Jacob rent his clothes, put sackcloth upon his loins and mourned for his son so many days. And all his sons and his you know, daughters rose up to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. And he said this, I will go down into my grave unto my son's mourning. Thus his father wept for him for many, many days. Now, meanwhile, back at the ranch, uh, Joseph was having a good time. He was getting promoted, <laughs> you know, in Potiphar's <laughs> house. He wound up being the prime minister. I mean, things were well with him. 
But, but, but what happened was the enemy presented false evidence appearing real. And sometimes the enemy will just present your bank account and with some numbers. And, and, and if, if, you, if you have a, an unkept imagination, uh, it, you could start to run with it and start to, man, oh, this is it. I'm my company, this is it. It's not going to make it. This year, we're not going to make it. And you, just like uh, uh, Jacob, you start to stress and worry about something that's not even real. And this is why they say, you know, 99% of the things people worry about uh, uh, won't even happen. But but here's the sad reality is that after you worry about it, there's no place where you can actually go and get those days back that you were stressing yeah. and worrying about it and so this is an encouragement that as we're going to 2024 man for all of us myself included i mean i used to be a master warrior so i'm not just knocking at you not a master warrior a master warrior you know i could worry <laughs> in a in a three-part harmony i'm telling you karen i would worry about things 10 20 30 years you know from now and um once I learned these things, I realized there's no benefit in worrying. Yeah. And man, every time I, I run in that direction, I just, you know, hit myself in the head and say, stop it. <laughs> that is <laughs> and so I, and I get to good. And focus on the word. Oh, my goodness. Pastor Defar, this is such a word in due season. Um, one of my friends, Elizabeth Mirren from... Um, she actually is part of the Andrew Womack Ministries. She would say it like this. What movies are you playing in your head? And, Come on. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, you know what? That's what we do. We play these movies in our head. So are they going in God's direction? Or are they going, you know, the opposite direction with fear? Mm. And that's what you're describing, too. And I just think this is something that we all deal with. Uh, I think sometimes the way we're brought up, you know, if our family or uh, was warriors if you don't know that there's anything wrong with that it's tough to kind of break out of that on your own but what you presented to us is so powerful today and uh the word of god and and all of you wealth builders family listening you are going to love uh spending time with pastor tafari and tipo at the wealth builders conference so is there any final words that you want to share with people pastor yeah, I just want to say, you know, um, the Apostle Paul encourages us to just, you know, create a, a kind of like a perimeter around our hearts. You know, the Bible tells us in Proverbs 4.23 to guard our hearts with all diligence because out of it will flow the issues of life. And the Apostle Paul says, you know, in terms of our hearts, we should only allow things that are pure, lovely, honest, praiseworthy virtuous of a good report and he says when we allow those thoughts we'll be able to manifest you know the promises of god and so i want to encourage uh you if you're watching today just to you know take some time out and and start thinking about what you're thinking about uh in 2024 and just carefully select you know the thoughts uh that are thoughts of of good thoughts of uh, um, that are based on God's word, thoughts that are based on his promises and the outcome that he has in mind uh, for us. He tells us that he has good thoughts for us and it's time that we adopt his thoughts and uh, uh, kick out these negative thoughts that bring worry and, and fear and stress. It's, it's not our portion. Uh, Jesus paid on the cross and uh, he took our sorrows and uh, so that we can enjoy life, so that we can... Uh, be worry-free and enjoy his peace, which surpasses all understanding. 
So good. Thank you so much. And thanks all of you for tuning in each week. You know, if there's uh, people that you know that would enjoy or benefit from the Wealth Builders podcast, please share this with them. And again, if you have not yet registered, please do so. Join us. We invite you to join us for the Wealth Builders Conference, February 16th through the 18th. Again, you can learn more at wealthbuilders.org forward slash events. Pastor Tafara, thank you so much. And all of you listening, thank you. God bless you and make it a great rest of the day. Thanks for listening to the Wealth Builders Podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review the show. If you want to learn more about who we are, visit our website at wealthbuilders.org and check us out on Facebook. We'll see you next time.